0: there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Master It. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said that you want to be where we are, that when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us, and we just welcome you. We thank you. We praise you. We know that you want to teach us, give us revelation knowledge, and we want to receive that. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So God was talking to me about People who think that maybe they were shortchanged, you know, that God just didn't do for them what he should have did for them and that kind of thing. And so he brought me back to Genesis when everything began and he showed me his system, his way of doing And I want to show you that today. So we're going to start by reading Genesis 4 and in verse 3, it says, And I just want to stop and point some things out along the way. In the course of time, so there was Cain and Abel. There's Adam and Eve, and they had Cain and Abel, their two sons, okay? And Cain was um, the keeper of sheep, and um, I'm sorry, Abel was, and Cain was the tiller of the ground. And so, um, you know, in this day, we know that we're to tithe, and that's what this is about, They were bringing offerings to God, and Cain brought his offering at random. Over a course of time, he brought an offering to God. And you know we're to give our best to God. But Abel, on the other hand, he brought his firstborn of his flock. So in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel brought the firstborn of his flock And of his fat portions, and the Lord had respect and regard for Abel for his offering. So he respected Abel for his offering, he had regard for him. But Cain and his offering, he had no respect or regard for. So Cain was exceedingly angry and indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door and its desire is for you. But first, you must master it. So first, I want to talk about the difference. And why did God respect Abel's offering and not Cain's? And it was because Cain, just at random, gave his offering. If you're a tither, if you um, love God and you know his way of doing, you're going to plan that tithe. You're going to give 10% of everything that you have, plus you're going to give offerings. You're going to give your best to God. And we do that because God gives his best to us. He's in love with us and we're his first fruits. He said that we are the most important of all he created. He gave to us everything he had. He's our dad. We're on his mind all the time. And he just wants us to love him that much, too. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And when you do that, then you can do the second most important commandment and care about others. I am saying that for a purpose, and I'm not going to speak of it this moment, but we have to care about what God cares about. And so if we're going to live in his kingdom and we're going to have his best, what he's teaching us today is the only way he can regard us is if we're connected with him. If we're saying, I'm on your side, I'm gonna live in your kingdom, I'm gonna learn how to live my life your way and do things your way. So Abel respected that and he got respect back. He gave the first of his fruits and that's the difference. Cain did not, he at random just gave. And God was showing me that's like, you know some people they go to church and once in a while they feel moved to give an offering, but they don't live in the kingdom of God but God's way of doing and being right. And then when things don't go their way, God gets blamed for it. And that's what Cain was doing. He was indignant. He, he was sad. And he was saying, well, you know, you're accepting his offering, but not mine. And it was because he wasn't doing well. He wasn't doing God's way of doing and being right. And that's what we read in the following verses. For Cain, in his offering, he had no respect or regard and Cain was exceedingly angry, indignant, and he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And he's saying that to us today. You know, you're not following my system. In order to live my kingdom, you have to tithe and you have to give. So why are you so angry? Why are you indignant? Why? You know, you made your choice. You're doing it this way. You're living by your opinion. You're doing things the way you want to do. And at random, you know, you brought me this offering, but I can't respect it. And um, so that is what God is saying to us who just randomly, you know, serve him. Once in a while, we give him a little attention. You know, we're not hooked up with him. Then he's not hooked up with us. He said to Cain, why are you angry? Why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well. Now, what God is showing me he means by that is living in his kingdom. If you follow my system, my way of doing and being right, then this is going to happen for you. You know, I always give the example of the recipe. If you follow the recipe, it's going to turn out. If you don't follow the recipe, it won't. When you um, say you work somewhere at a job and you follow the rules, then you get to stay at that job and you get paid. You get your respect. But if you don't, You won't even last long. They'll they'll fire you. They'll get rid of you because you got to follow their rules. Well, to live in the kingdom of God, there's a way of doing. There's a way of operation. And when you do things God's way, then this is just going to happen for you. If you fully obey the Lord your God and do what's right in his eyes, Deuteronomy 28, you're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. You're going to be blessed when you go in. You're going to be blessed when you go out. Everything you put your hand to is going to be blessed because you're doing it the right way. You're following after his system, his way of doing and being right. And his way of doing and being right is what's going to bring that blessing in your life. And so it's going to make things go well with you. It's going to get, it's going to get you God's respect, his regard. That's what he's saying here. And then he said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Of course. So if you want a prayer answered and, and um, you want to be qualified, then you got to love. Lord, you got it with all your heart, all your soul, love your neighbor as yourself. You have to forgive and all the other things that God teaches us. And, you know, what you don't know what to do, God doesn't expect from you. But when we ask Jesus, come live on the inside of us and be our God, then we have to learn how to live in his kingdom and then receive from him as well. He wants to receive from him. He wanted Cain to receive from him. So he was telling him the answer. Can you imagine, you know, they're sitting there hanging out with God, and he's like, why are you so sad? If you would have did what you knew to do, then you could have been respected. I could have regarded your offering, but really, you tie my hands, and you don't do it. If we don't tithe, then we don't give. You know, that's the way God's kingdom operates. Give, and it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And if we don't tithe, then we don't give. And we can't expect a return on that. We can't expect his His way of doing to work for us. You know, if you don't put seeds in the ground for flowers, you're not going to get any flowers. You can't just expect them to grow up without planting the seed. Um, If you have a house built, it's not going to paint itself. It's not going to put its own siding on. You got to do your part or hire someone to do that part. Whatever you're doing, you got a part in it. And if you don't follow that way, if you, if you never paint your house or put anything on it, the wood is just going to rot, right? And so God is saying, I have a way of doing. This is my kingdom. This is how it operates. And when you do well, um, it, it's, you're going to be rewarded. You're going to have a regard. I'm going to be able to respect you and give what is due to you. I want to finish the sentence. Sin, he said, if you do not do well, sin crouches. Did I read that wrong? If you do well, you will not be, will you not be accepted? Question mark. Okay. And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master him. And in the King James Version, it says, you must rule him. And here it says it, but you know, that gives us a clear sign. It is the enemy that is always sitting at our door, just waiting for a chance to pounce on us. And Peter said that he roams around like a roaring lion, looking to see who he can devour. If you don't take heed to the Lord, your God, if you don't love him with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, if you don't hear him, if, if your neighbor doesn't concern you, then sin is sitting at your door, just waiting. You're just inviting it, inviting sin in. You're inviting the enemy into your life when you don't live by God's principles. That really is all there is to it. And it's a huge revelation, and it started right in the beginning. And it's the same today. If we walk down that narrow path towards eternal life, that means we're going to take heed to the voice of our Lord, our God. And as soon as you slip up, the enemy's going to be right there. I mean, God is telling us right here the answer. If we do everything he tells us to do, then Satan's not even going to be sitting by our door waiting because he knows what we're going to do. He knows we have our perspective. We get it. We're living in the kingdom of God. You know, God also um, expanded on that and saying that, you know, they each had a part. You know, Cain was the gardener and Abel took care of the flock. And we have a part. God has put a talent. He's gifted us. Proverbs tells us our gift will make room for us. He put a talent, a gift, on the inside of each and every one of us. And we are to master that gift. We are to master this life, actually, living in the kingdom of God right here on the earth. You know, we read that he said that you should master it. You got you to gotta get it figured out. You have to be proficient at living in the kingdom of God and getting understanding. And so I'm going to give you this extra understanding that God is showing me. And he has shown me before, and he wanted me, he showed me it in here. I see it everywhere. Once he gives you a revelation, you see it everywhere in the word of God. And so he was saying that the gift, that the talent that was put on the inside of you isn't even for you. It's for the other person. And when you give it, then you are, you are making an offering and you're going to be respected by the Lord. He gifted you with a talent. And when you value it, when you give it presidency, when you build your life around that gift, which you should, then God is going to have respect for your offering, your giving of yourself to Him and to others. And why to Him? Because He has a thing going on. You know, He's preparing us for the next part of the plan. Jeremiah 29 11, He has a plan. And it's for your good, not for evil. He has a plan for all of us. He's planning for the new heaven and the new earth. He's got all kinds of stuff going on and we are a part of it. Just like Noah was a part of it. Adam was a part of it. Moses was a part of it. You know, He has a plan for each and every one of us to do. We were all gifted. We have a talent on the inside of us and we are to work that talent with our hands. So we have to to give to those in need of that talent. And so if for instance, you're gifted in music and you just ignore that talent. God, I know this is what you want me to do, but I have to work to make a living. You aren't going to be regarded. You aren't because you're making light of that gift. And you need to know that. You need to let God show you that. If you take light of that gift that God gave you, It really goes to show that you don't have a very tight relationship with God. And I'm sorry if I'm getting in your face a little bit, but he reveals the mysteries of the kingdom of God to those who are seeking after him and those who are knocking. The door is open to you. You know, Malachi 3.10 says that when you tithe, he opens the windows of heaven and pours out so much blessing, there isn't enough room to receive it. And there's so much revelation that goes with that tithe. And so much of the time, I'm sort of getting on another avenue here, but sort of, but so much of the time, you know, we're tithing and we're giving, we're like, Lord, why isn't anything happening? And I want to tell you that there's a lot of reasons things may not be happening. But lots of times when he opens the windows of heaven, it's revelation knowledge to know what you were created to do, to know what to do with that talent that you were gifted with. And all of us have many talents. You know, we can get stuck doing one thing when we're to be doing another thing. So we can't just figure it out on ourself, by ourselves. We have to have that connection with Him. We have to go to Him. You know, James says, if you lack wisdom, you can go to giving God who gives to all liberally without fault finding. And we can go to Him and say, why isn't this working? I'm tithing. I'm giving, Lord. You know, I know, you know, um, that I, I'm supposed to be Um, working my gift, but I'm working at Susie's place because I'm worried about my money. And, you know, we can't be doing that because really what we're saying is we don't believe. We don't believe that that gift that God gave us is valued, is, is valued, is valuable, and we're just doing something else and we're fitting into the world system. And, you know, that's kind of what Cain was doing. He just gave at random, he gave God an offering. He just, you know, okay, I guess I'll give God this. And, you know, who knows what it was? Maybe it wasn't his best cabbage or, you know, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't respected by God. And we're not going to be respected by God if we aren't doing the thing that he called us to do. If you're a musician, someone's in need of your gift. I say that, I guess, because I love music. And music can bring me into the presence of God, although I can do it without, I love to do it with. There are so many talented, anointed musicians, and I love music. And I think, what if they weren't doing their job? You know, how would we even have church without them? It's not the same. It's not the same as putting in a CD or um, anointed music is just amazing. And I just don't think life would be the same without it. And there's so many other gifts that God has given. And when we give them, Luke six thirty-eight says, give them, be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So it's part of his system. God's um, kingdom revolves around love. And love, it, love is an action of giving, right? We give love. That means we care about what God cares about because when we give of our gift and our talents, um, We care about what God cares about because he said to love your neighbor as yourself. And so the gift that you have on the inside of you, you are to master it. You are to work it. You are to practice it. And then when you have increased due to that gift, then you give that to God. And then he um, respects that gift. He honors you. Isn't that exciting? I think it's so exciting. I think God is so awesome. I love his way of doing and being right because, you know, When you're doing what you're created to do, you're going to love your life. You know, you're not going to be just doing this thing that the world is doing. You know, you're you're going to be getting up every day and loving your life. You're going to do what you were created to do, and you're going to be happy. And not only that, you're going to have respect from the Lord. You're going to have regard from Him. I think that's an amazing revelation that we really need to have. I mean, think of it. Why isn't this working, God? why isn't this working? Well, are you having respect for God? If you're not respecting him and his way of doing and being right, then why would you expect him to respect um, respect you back, to honor you? You know, um, if you ask your kids to clean the room and put laundry away and empty the dishwasher once a week and they don't do it, do you pay them their allowance that you promised them? If they did it, you don't. You don't respect them or regard them because they hadn't you. And that is the way what God is saying. He's saying to Cain, I can't regard that. You tie my hands when you don't follow after my way of doing and being right. And you're really choosing the way of the enemy. He's sitting at your door and you should rule over him. You should tell him, no, no, I'm not going to give into my feelings and go get a job when God called me to do this. I'm going to believe that he meets my needs. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, I'm going to believe that he cares. If he cares for the birds, he cares for me. And that is faith. And when you step out in that and you do that, then God will respect and have regard for you. That makes me so excited. I think that is awesome. I think that is a huge revelation that we don't understand because so many times. You know, people think, you know, things like, well, he was just born with a golden spoon in their mouth. And I want to tell you, we all were. We all were. God is no respecter of persons. He says that in Romans 12. If you do well, then all the good is going to happen to you. That happens to the person that was in the kingdom of God. When you live in heaven on the earth, it's something you have to master. You have to practice. You have to be proficient at. And that's what God is saying to us today. He's saying that to you, and he's saying that to me. Jesus said to his disciples when they asked how to pray, he said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And how's that going to be done if we don't do it? When Jesus came, he lived in God's kingdom right here on the earth, and it was tough, and it's going to be tough for us, but we have to master it. We have to get proficient at it, and that's what God is not telling us to do today. So drop everything. My advice to you is drop everything. Get the word of God in your heart. Get faith. Get revelation knowledge. Only believe and live your life His way. Because if you don't, then you're going to be like Cain. And what did he do? He ended up killing his brother. Isn't that what we do today? I don't, but, you know, people get jealous of other people and they want their money or whatever, and they, they kill them. It's no different today. And we're saying, they're saying, it looks like they're saying, God, you're not going to do anything, so I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm going to do it my way. But you can't blame God when you didn't follow his way of doing and being right. Jesus said that, right, in Matthew 6. He said, stop worrying about all that stuff. There's more to life than what you're doing. Live the purpose of life. Find out what you were created to do. Give the gift that God gave you to give. Value that talent that he put on the inside of you. And then what you need will be added to you because you'd be living in his kingdom, his way, and all that stuff you need is going to be added to you. That's all there is to it. God is so good. He's so in love with you. And he wants you to know that. And he has a way for you to live. And he doesn't treat any of us any differently than the other. And I learned that from experience. And, you know, the things that I'm teaching you today are also from experience. And I just love to get on my face in the morning and get more and more revelation knowledge. You know, we're all going through stuff. We're all learning how to live in His kingdom. And this, to me, just really summed it up. Just take heed. Just do what He tells you to do. And all the things you need plus are going to be added unto you. You know, if you never made Jesus Lord of your life and he, he said when he left, it's better that I go because the Spirit will come and live on the inside of you. He'll be a standby, your counselor. I'll tell you things to come. I'll be right here all the time. You're not going to have to go looking for me. And um, the Father will send him when I leave. And all we have to do is ask. And he's going to come, live on the inside of us. And he's going to be our counselor, our standby. He's going to be anything we need. He's going to take care of us. He's going to be there day and night. He's going to tell you things come. If you didn't know, Jesus came, he laid down his life for you so God's spirit could live on the inside of you, so you could be right with God, because our sin was so great that God God knew we weren't able to do it ourselves, and so he came to show us the way. He came to show us the Father. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing so that you won't have to do that. He was cursed for you. So all we have to do is follow his way of doing and being right, and we can live good in his kingdom, and we can have all the fringe benefits that Abel had. And, um, (laughs) well, he got killed. But anyway, we know that when we leave here, we go to be with the Father anyway. And so it doesn't matter. You know, to be right with the Father is the most important thing. That's what you want to do. You want to be right with him so that even if you... Um, are persecuted here and lose your life you're going to be with him your life here you're going to be with him when you leave here life is eternal this place here is temporary so it doesn't really matter what happens here but while you're here you want to represent God you want to live in heaven on the earth you want to make a difference you want to be an attraction for him like Jesus was and um, so when you do that you're really being the witness that God is calling you to do when you ask him To be, When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, you're really committing to be his witness anyway. And so if you want to do that today, if you want him to come live on the inside of you, I would just like to pray with you right now. And, you know, if you don't pray with me now, you can pray this prayer anytime. It doesn't matter how you pray. You just ask him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for what you did for us. And we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and teach us your way. Teach us how to take heed to your voice how to let go of the world and to just trust you. We thank you and praise you that you said you would be on the inside of us all the time. And we just trust that you will be. And we even thank you that we can feel your presence right now. You said if we obeyed you, you would make yourself tangible to us. You would manifest yourself to us. and So we just receive that. We receive you. We love you. We're thanking you that ahead of time that you're going to teach us your way and teach us how to regard you and then have that same regard from you. We love you so much. We thank you that we are the most important thing to you and help us to be as faithful to you as you are to us. We love you, praise you, give you all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. He is so in love with you. You know, whenever he's um, getting me ready to to do this it, he i can tell his mind is on you all the time his mind is on me all the time he's hungry to give us the mysteries of the kingdom of god and we just got to be that hungry to get it jeremiah tells us that if we seek him like a vital necessity we'll find him and he's not holding back and that's what he wants you to know today that's the message he's not holding you back he's giving you the directions and he's calling you to master it, to be proficient at living in the kingdom of God right here on the earth, right now. God's so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.